Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. Here we go, Jeff. Week 10, wide receiver and tight end rankings. Exciting, isn't it? Yeah, very. No Mike Evans, unless somehow his appeal happens, which I... Highly doubt those never work, do they? Yeah. Unless you're Zeke. Yeah, then they happen all the time. But this one's not going to court, so he won't be playing, which is disappointment because he had a good matchup coming in this week. Some other ones we'll go over here. Um, I think it's pretty clear who my number one will be, but we'll get into that in just a minute before. Make sure you go check us out on Twitter, at the FF Profit. If you have any questions at all going into the week, trades, start sits, you know, just ask us on there or on Instagram at Fantasy Football Profit. And go check out the website, fantasyfootballprofit.com. All of our rankings will be out there. All of them, one through, I don't know, 60. We go way too deep into the ranks where 50 to 60 is probably not very accurate. But we we rank them all how we think. So let's go into it, Jeff. Wide receivers. Number one is Antonio Brown. Yep, not going to argue with you. He's going to be number one for me every time. And... No, just I don't even have to go into it. Antonio Brown's number one. He's the best wide receiver right now in the league, so he's number one. Is he your number one? Number one. Who's number two? Number two, actually, after uh, saving himself from suspension, I have A.J. Green. I do, too. I think this is going to be the bounce back week. I think it's kind of a wake-up <laughs> call. Um, yeah. Man, he, he let it boil over finally, and hopefully he can get himself back on track because after the bye, he has not been that great. He really hasn't, and... I, he's still, though, he's good. He's going to be good. He can't keep having, how many is it, three poor games in a row? I mean, yeah. I mean, poor for him, right? So right, I mean, yeah. You know, 4.1, 8.7, which is fine for anyone else, but, you know, it's AJ. So. And then who's number three? Number three, I got Dez. Okay. Dez is going to be my fourth. My number three is Julio. Where'd you go with Julio? The fourth. Okay. So I just flipped him. And this, well, we post our ranks up on Instagram every week. Put Julio number two last week. Got a lot of flack for that. People were asking me, why is Julio there? And the reason Julio is there is because after – I really – what I would like the people to do sometimes, make your own ranks. Just look at it and really see what you would do. Stop. It's, what do you do? Like, I'll tell you. It, it, there's, there is no – really, there's, some of these players might be outperforming him sometimes, but it drops off so quickly – I, I don't see how you can it, – it, Julio is that talented, so he has to be up there. Even this week, 6 for 118, and that's with dropping about a 40-yard touchdown bomb. He had it in his hands, perfect pass, right there, and he drops the thing. And that's the thing. He he has one touchdown a year, yep. and he's still ranked, what, 22nd overall for yep. wide receivers. And it's almost like he's allergic to touchdowns or something right now. But um, we knew this. We knew that for some reason – he doesn't get as many touchdowns as, you know, what you would think he was. Some of the other big guys like Green or Bryant. Yep. But like you said, I mean, <laughs> in the past four games, that's, he hasn't had less than 70 yards receiving. And that's where it, people come in. It's You expected more from Julio, but that is as good as it's going to get really with wide receivers because everybody's so up and down. You're going to get the nothing games from like Brandon Cooks and these other guys who might be the guys you have to put ahead of him. So he's going to be up there in the top five, I think, for us all the time. And that's – if you question why do we keep putting Julio up there, it's because he's that good. And it's not even the fact that he's just that good and we expect him to continue to do stuff. So. 
there isn't enough guys below him stepping up. That's where it really comes into. No, and it, this is uh, to put it in perspective as well. I, I think the perfect thing to kind of show how wide receiver has gone this year as well is if you had to name the number five wide receiver, would Brandon Cooks come to mind? Because that's yeah, he, who it is right now. He seems like, like he's know, up and down, but he just hit bye week. But yeah, and he he had one big week. You know where he scored twenty seven, but other than that, he's you know he ranges from four to eight. He's kind of in that range, and that's kind of how these guys go. So if if you're not going to get this huge spike, which Julio hasn't had yet, um, that's kind of what you were hoping for. If you can get between seven and twelve points, which is Julio all day long, you know that that that's what you're going to get. So I'm waiting for one big week, and then he jumps into the top ten, and then no one no one worries about it, but. You know, Julio is such a great play and such a great player. It's impossible to sit him. He's still scoring your points. Yep. So that's why he's always going to be up there for us. And that, until other people find a step up, which I don't see happening this year. There's some players that have been good, but so we have the same guys in the top four. Basically, that's what that's shown. Number five. Then who did you put five? Five. Uh, begrudgingly, I put Doug Baldwin. So did I, Doug Baldwin. This isn't maybe my bias because I just bought Doug Baldwin. But the reason I got Doug Baldwin on my team is because I believe in the talent. And I believe in the offense right now, the way they're passing the ball, because they can't run it. So that's why Baldwin's there. And if if Seattle continues to have to throw the ball around, it's going to be volume there. He's had, I think, double-digit targets in three straight games now. If I'm if my memory is, serves me correctly, which if you can get a guy with double-digit targets, he has to be a, pretty much a top-ten player with touchdown potential. So that's why he's up there, number five. I'll round up my top ten here. Michael Thomas is my sixth. Then DeAndre Hopkins, Brandon Cooks, T.Y. Hilton. I know I'm 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 buying into I guess one week into Marius Thomas number ten. What do you got for your remainder of your top ten? I have DeAndre Hopkins at number six. So once again, I feel like six through ten, you're you know you're like I can't believe these guys are in the top ten, but. <laughs> You know, DeAndre Hopkins, even after losing Watkins, then I have Brandon Cooks, who we were just talking about. Very solid, steady guy. Michael Thomas in number eight. Uh, T.Y. Hillen, I'm buying into the, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid as well. Seems like Brissett is just going to throw him the ball all day long. Um, number nine. And then I have Marvin Jones at number 10. Marvin Jones. Yeah. There you go. You're buying in, Jeff. You're uh, buying in. Seven for 107, two touchdowns yeah. against Green Bay. I mean, I, the, the, the truth is, I think he's, Outperformed Tate in the you know the past you know four weeks. But has he? Okay, yes. Fantasy wise, yeah. The, well, the, probably the, no, no. They, they have the the thing is both of those players are actually quite usable. So yes, against Green Bay, against Green Bay, Tate had seven catches for one hundred and thirteen yards. So Jones had the seven for one hundred and seven. Got the touchdown. Two touchdowns. There, there. Finally, the passing game did really like looked good. I mean, they've been pretty good, but it's if they have both of those guys healthy and playing well, they're great. So where do you put Tate then? At Tate number 14. So, okay. I mean, he's still up there. But, I mean, if, if you look at it, too, we're, we just talked about how Julio Jones is up there, and he's scoring anywhere from 7 to 11. The last three games that, you know, Jones has played, 15.6, 12.8, 22.7. And even before that, you know, he ranged, he had a 2.4. If you threw that out, he went from 4.2 to 9.7. So, I mean, he's going to, he, he's been a very, very solid option. And I think he's only he's only progressing and getting a little more look. He's kind of I don't want to say taking over for Tate, but they're using them both. And I think he's the favorable matchup in the red zone, as we've seen. So I really like Marvin Jones. I think he is a he's a great guy to have down this stretch. Yep. I ranked him Marvin Jones eleventh and Golden Tate twelfth. It's oh, they that. played great last week and they have a good matchup this week. 
in the reason, here's my, yeah, my reasoning for Marvin Jones being the one now ahead of Golden Tate. Maybe PPR might go the other way. Maybe, maybe. I'm not even guaranteed I would do that. I don't even do PPR ranks, but maybe, can't say for sure. The reason Marvin Jones is going to be ahead of Golden Tate is you watch that game, you watch Lions play. They are looking for Marvin Jones in the end zone. They, they, I mean, they are clearly just looking for him. He could have had a third. They had, he had two targets in the, at the end of the game, um, against the Packers as well. Two targets in within the five yard line looking. One of them was in the end zone. The other one was looks a little screen pass trying to get him in the end zone. Could have had three touchdowns. They're looking for him. They're not looking for Golden Tate in the end zone. They're looking for Marvin Jones. They're not looking for Eric Ebron. <laughs> Kenny Galladay's not out there. Maybe he'll change if he's healthy. Probably not though. Marvin Jones is getting all the looks. That's that's my reasoning to why one's going to be ahead of the other. It's end zone, red zone looks. And that's all you want from a wide receiver right now. And that's so I, – I really think we're seeing Marvin Jones from the first couple of games of last year. Maybe that whole narrative of him being hurt the majority of the year after that, maybe that was true because you know how good he was early on in the year. So I think that could be the case. I'm kind of – I'm excited about it, especially, I guess, being Lions fans. It's kind of nice to see. <laughs> I mean, there's a little, we got, we get to talk about some lions and it actually is like meaningful for once with something there. I'll, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> All right. Some other players here. Keenan Allen is your guy, <laughs> but does he make your top 20 this week? He is number 20. Okay. He's number 19 for me, which that's about the high end. It's going against Jacksonville. That's now the team we worry about. It's Jacksonville. And, so he's down 19. Plus, he hasn't really been lighting it up. He's been okay. He's yeah, been I mean, he's been okay. Tell you the truth, he you know he's kind of put up similar numbers to Julio. I hate that. You know I mean, yeah. Run our parade, but he has one touchdown. Um, he, he's kind of fluctuated a bit. He's been he started off a little bit stronger than he has been, but he's also had you know Denver and New England. Now he's a bye. And the reason he's at 20 and not a little bit higher, even though I think, you know, there would be some room to move up, he's going against Jacksonville. So Jacksonville, then Buffalo, you know, both tough matchups. But I think after that, um, he'll he'll bounce back and, and he'll be that top 15 guy. What about, let me, I'm just going to jump around here. Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju, love me some Juju. Um, I'm... Hedging my bet a bit, I actually wanted to put him up a little higher, but I thought that would be a little too much after just one big performance like that. But I have him at 22. All right. I put him at number 21. And consensus puts him at 23. That consensus will change. Probably might fluctuate where depending on what site you're looking at. But currently he's 23rd there. So we're about right in line. And this is kind of the point. This is kind of where you put those players that you're – you're excited about, but you need to see a little bit more. But so they, you're not going to put him too high, but you're not going to put him too low. That's where Juju fits. So does Robbie Anderson fit around the same level? He does. He's actually number twenty-one. All right, makes yeah. See that he's to me, he's that kind of guy too. I actually have him slightly higher. I have him at eighteen, so I'm a little bit more. And he's actually consensus-wise eighteen. But this is I like Robbie Anderson a lot. Good matchup. Hopefully, we're not going too crazy buying into this one, and. You know, with Robbie Anderson, we should have – I'm surprised – I'm just really surprised the Jets are playing actually better than we expected in Robbie Anderson. I, we talked about Robbie Anderson in the preseason. I just kind of wrote, wrote him off completely. I thought there was nothing here, nothing with this team. 
I was wrong. I think I was quite wrong on this. And McCown shows he can make some guy valuable, even though McCown, I don't think, is a very good – he's not a great quarterback by any means, but he, he tosses the ball around. Yeah, I think, I mean <laughs> – He's good enough. He's been in the league. Exactly. So. <laughs> I think he's a very solid quarterback. Yeah, it's hard to get excited about. But obviously he's shown that he's a veteran. He knows how to get it done. Yep. He, He's not throwing dumb picks or anything like that. I mean, he, he's played very, very well this year. So I got to give it to him because not only has he played above, I would say, most people thought, you know, besides for maybe Jets fans or something, but um, he's done it with, like, the worst supporting cast, like, uh, of all time. I mean, not yeah. only has everyone been kind of uh, the run game all over the place, but he hasn't even been able to be consistent because of all the injuries and different things that's happened with his wide receiving core. So... It's just constantly changing. So he's done such a wonderful job. Um, and it's reflected, too, because he's very playable in, in fantasy now. Another one I want to know what your thoughts are. Minnesota receivers. So Diggs and mm-hmm. Thielen are – they're an interesting group because Diggs has been hurt, really. Mm-hmm. And I feel like he has – I feel like he, even though he's played, he really hasn't come back from the injury. You know what I mean? It just feels like he's not been back. Yeah. And so maybe the bye week really – when he played one game, it was against Cleveland. He didn't do anything, so – then they had the bye week. Is he finally going to be healthy this week? So do you jump him out of Thielen? Um, yeah. In this case, I would I would put Diggs above Thielen. I have them both kind of close. I have I have a 13-15 thing going on here. Okay. But I, I like Diggs more. Um, but once again, I, I don't know. I'm not his doctor. I don't know if he's fully back or anything. Because even last year, when he was doing so, so well... He got injured and he just never really came back from it fully. I'm afraid they could be that type of, you know, kind of situation again. Um, but assuming that he's back, he got four receptions last game. I, I think that's a pretty good sign. Uh, he just, he, he's a far superior wide receiver to Thalen in my eyes. I believe he is too. I'm just not sold that he's back yet. But I went 16-17 with him with Thalen one spot ahead. But when you really break down what Thalen's done, He's only had the one touchdown in the, in the last game. He had a big week one, nine for one fifty seven. Other than that, he's a lot of five. <laughs> he's had what eight games he's played this year. He's caught five catches in eight or in six of the eight games. He's caught exactly five catches. The other two, he caught nine in each. <laughs> so I don't I mean. I guess if you're getting a player where his floor is five catches. That's okay, but I don't see the touchdowns there. I, I'm starting to worry if we're elevating him too much. You know, if when look look when you really look at his numbers and what he has done, should he be up here, or should we have we bought into something that yes, he had a good game against Cleveland, but that's Cleveland, and he had a good game against New Orleans, but that was when New Orleans was brutal at defense. That was an odd game. I think they've stepped it up since then. They're a little different team than they were. Look at. The rest of the games, weeks two through seven, not playing Cleveland. What ah, man is it? This is to me okay. Thielen's very matchup dependent, isn't he? Because look at these games where he he spiked a little bit in yardage. Obviously, we talked about the New Orleans Cleveland games. Those were the two. The other ones, Tampa, he spiked up to ninety eight yards. Tampa's terrible defense. The other one, he went up to nine for ninety six, was against Green Bay. Look at Green Bay just let Marvin Jones and Golden Tate do against them. Is this more of a matchup dependent player? It's I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I <laughs> completely. Think so. I, I don't think he's a guaranteed starter by by any stretch of the imagination. But 
Once again, he you know he's kind of a top twenty wide receiver because he, because of how consistent he's been. Yeah, I just when I look at these numbers, I'm starting to wonder why do I rank him up here? I mean, you say that, but once again, I, I put him up. I, I don't you know, know. not that far off from some of these other guys. I that know, are it's way, true. You know, way more uh, of a name. Even I don't want to say Julio. Julio's obviously better, but his numbers don't reflect that. He only yeah. has one touchdown. I guess if you went and compared it to Mike Evans, maybe you'd be like. Yeah, right. Well, Mike Evans definitely has a better year than Thalen right now. But it's because of the touchdowns, Mike Evans-wise. Yeah. Like Mike Evans, you look in, in the yards, and he's not had a 100-yard game even. <laughs> Thalen said two. So yeah. <laughs> it's just the touchdowns for Evans, but he's not playing this week. So it's Evans. He, ah, Mike Evans bothers me. <laughs> Man. I Yeah, you can tell I'm a Mike Evans owner. Try not to let my, my – biases shine through on the podcast too much talk about my team but hey evans get your act together come on man but i don't know i'm just I, i'm gonna keep Thielen up there but whatever Thielen, Thielen, whatever his name is i just i worry i don't know i don't know maybe i just feel like maybe he's been elevated too much maybe if the quarterback play was there that's case keenum's not you know the greatest option maybe if bridgewater comes back that would, that's gonna be where it's interesting so Thielen's up there all right Move on from the Vikings receivers. I know everyone's really excited about them. But moving on to some other guys. How about the Green Bay wide receivers? This will be my next question for you. I think I have – I have – all right. I have Jordy Nelson number 12. Okay. And I think that is too high in in a way for how they've been playing. You yep. know, since they have Hundley under center. But I have to imagine after losing to Detroit, they haven't been putting a whole lot of points up on the board. They have to start trying to figure out how Hunley can start throwing to these all-star wide receivers. So I, I feel like they're going to script it out so Jordy gets more looks. So that's why he makes 12, even though the past two games have not shown that. No, but when they were down, they did have to open it up a little bit to Hunley, and he didn't make the big mistake. Mm-hmm. He, they didn't win, obviously, but he was 26 for 38 last week with 245. That's not... Terrible. That's respectable. And it looks like they've opened it up a little bit. And the run game was not there at all. With, you know, Montgomery at five carries, Jones at five carries, neither of them did anything. So they need to be able to have a pass game going to do anything. They need to get Nelson the ball. I think they will. I put him at 13. I'm not going too crazy. He's still the most talented guy there. I think they're figuring things out. So he's 13. Devontae Adams, I put 22. I'm going to keep a distance between those guys. And then well, Randall Cobb's down at 40 for me. But I'm yes, if I'm a Nelson owner, I'm concerned right now. I am worried. You can't say, I mean, I think he's going to be there. I'm not a Nelson owner, so I can be, I don't have to be like, you know, the sky is falling here. It's, I think it's okay. <laughs> Just calm down if you're a Nelson owner. You, I think you'll be okay. I think Hundley's going to figure it out a little bit. I mean, you do think that too? Like, do you think he's going to figure this thing out? Like, not obviously to any kind of great level, but some kind of level, I think he's going to he's gonna make Nelson at least a wide receiver, too. I think that's what you can be. I think. I, I think, think so. I think, think he'll so. he'll be playable. I'm, I'm not even – I'll be honest. I'm, I'm more of the, the chicken little guy right now. Here you are. Because, yeah, because I, I don't think that Jordy will be able to be trusted in any capacity besides for maybe a wide receiver three. Oh, I you think, think it's, it's, it's – yeah. Uh, and, you know, but what do you do not play him? I mean – No, it's it's a I tough mean, one. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you have to play him. So I, I feel like you're just kind of uh, between a rock and a hard place right now. But 
you know, and even worse, more than likely your trade deadline may have passed. But if it hasn't, I would personally I would try to get rid of him. I mean, I, I had Devontae Adams and I traded him like immediately. Yeah, the problem is I just don't know. I think a lot of other people are smart enough to realize that. Yeah, I mean, you won't be able to get value for yep. it. But, you know, if you can get something that can help you, especially get into the playoffs, I would take it. All right, one guy I'm not going to even talk about, Chris Hogan. We don't really know his 100% health status right now. Nope. And I'm uh, not playing him this week. I would just say that. I'm not going to play him. Even if we know he's playing, I think I'm going to sit him this one. It's not It's not that I'm worried necessarily about Denver anymore. I mean, yeah, a little bit. They still are a good team. But I just worry about the health. So I'm going to probably sit him. Sammy Watkins, is he in your top 10? <laughs> top 10? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, look uh, how good he is. Look at the last – look at that touchdown. He did. He had a long touchdown. Uh, it's a good question. I, you know, I actually have two – oh, man, he didn't make my top 30. Sammy oh. Watkins is 31. But I actually have Robert Woods, and this might be an overreaction, but I, I like the fact that he's been getting far more, I mean, just a little more consistent of work. Um, I have him at number 24 because I think Goff will be good. Um, and I, I just know that he's going to get, you know, the targets. He's going to get a few more catches. Watkins, I'm not sure exactly what's going on. He's so up and down. He has one, you know. One phenomenal catch for like 60 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Nothing else. I mean, I don't know what the heck's going I, on. Though. I put Watkins 29. I put Woods 30. So, okay. get over there. All right, any other wide receivers before we move on to tight ends? Or is, I mean, yeah, the rest of the guys are just what they are. There's a lot of guys in the middle. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I, I don't have anyone else that I'm kind of interested in. Do you, I mean, are you interested in Benjamin at all now that he's actually going to play for Buffalo? No, not yet. Right, yeah, I, I want This is one completely wait and see what there is there. Maybe, maybe he's going to get a lot of targets. I don't know though. So I, I'll be honest when I don't have a clue on what something's going to happen because I don't have a clue. So I'm going to move over to tight ends, Jeff. All right, Gronkowski number one. Yeah. Evan Ingram number two. Yeah, oh, yeah, good call. Yep, same with me. And crazy, right? Evan Ingram number two, but this with no Kelsey, no Ertz. Yeah. And he's going against San Francisco, and there's nobody else to throw the ball to in, in New York right now. No, I'm, I'm loving Evan Ingram. So I just knew it was going to be Ingram there, number two. Because, but he's he keeps he keeps being a valuable player. I mean, I think we've seen enough to put him up there every time. And we've we've continually put him up in our top five for weeks now, and he really hasn't let us down, has he? No. This is what three straight weeks of the touchdown. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Three weeks of the touchdown. Pretty much as soon okay. as Odell Beckham left, he's had touchdown. Not only that, but even if you take away those touchdowns. He's still in the top probably five or six of tight ends almost every week because he goes 82 yards, 60, and 70. Yeah, just throw away that week five thing. That was weird. The yeah, no- I don't know what that don't, was. I don't know. Other than that, he's going to get either four, five, or six catches. That's what he's going to do yeah. for you. So he'll, be between, he'll be between about 45 and 80 yards, probably 50 to 80 yards, and he might get you a touchdown. Yeah, half the game he was going to touch. That's what he's going to do, and that's better than you can ask for the rest of the guys. And he has potential to keep getting more and more and more. So I love Evan Ingram this week, despite the fact that I hate his team. It's, it's a weird thing, you know. Just, all right, then my three, four, and five, I'll go. It's going to be Jimmy Graham, Hunter Henry, Delaney Walker, number five. So what do you got there? Um, I, well, I love the fact that you put Hunter Henry in there, showing him some love. I don't care that he's going against Jacksonville. He's going to do something. He's <laughs> going to get. Uh, he's going to get a touchdown. I have a uh, Jimmy. So yep. yeah, I agree with you on Jimmy Graham. But then I have Walker. 
um, Brait, and then Doyle, and then Hunter Henry. Okay. Yeah. So I'm I'm taking kind of a leap of faith on Brait, but he's been good, and they're putting in the new quarterback in there. Winston won't be in there. So, uh, you know, kind of, once again, just one of those things where I think maybe it'll be good to shake it up. And, I mean, going into this week, I'll say about the Hunter Henry against Jacksonville thing, I'm going to bring out a stat that I don't even believe in. But before last week, I don't have the updated stuff before, um, after the other game, but they were, Jacksonville was 20th against tight ends. It's a misleading stat, though, because yeah. against tight ends, there's so many bad tight ends. The other teams probably are better. They're inflated because they haven't played a good one yet. And Jacksonville gave up a lot to tight ends against Tennessee in week two. So that hurt them. So, yeah, it's a a bad stat. But (laughs) they're saying they're so good. They shut down wide receivers. So you go to, you know, a a tight end or a running back. So it inflates those. It doesn't necessarily mean that they, you know, are doing wonderfully against Exactly. All right. The rest of my top 10 Jack Doyle, Kyle Rudolph, Austin Hooper, Cameron Bray, Austin Zafarian Jenkins. Yeah. You know, the same. I guess the usual suspects now. It really is. It's it's ugly usual suspects, but it's... Do you have anyone lower down that might make the jump up? I actually don't have anyone I really like this week. I don't either, and that's a problem. I need I need one of these guys on my team this week without yeah, Kelsey. I, I mean, yeah. I, I mean, who would you be looking at? Nobody. <laughs> right. I, honestly, I this is terrible because I don't have a clue. I what, beyond the top ten, what would you do? I mean, I guess I'll go Austin Hooper because he he's up there. He, he's available in like our leagues. Right. He's available in a lot of leagues. I guess I'll go with him, but I'm not even sold on that. I mean, what, what do you think about someone like a Vernon Davis to fill? The yeah, game? if he's out there, I like I, I I like him. But that's that's about. I do, I would like Vernon Davis if he's available a little bit. But Minnesota is a tough pass defense too. Then again, the tight end thing is it's always different. You don't quite know what to expect. I did put Vernon Davis currently at 12, actually, for me. Um, I'm not even <laughs> ranking Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed's the interesting one. I don't oh God, Jordan Reed's a disappointment. Why did we – okay, we're much done with tight ends, right? There's no much to talk about here. Why did we buy into Jordan Reed this year and rank him third in the preseason? We buy into him every <laughs> every year because the guy if he could ever stay healthy in any sort of capacity he would be very good when, when we do after it. this after this year i'm right i legitimately don't care he'll probably be outside of my top five no matter what because i just i think he's gonna get hurt after he has to be snap. he has to be outside our top 10 next year let's mark it down remember this episode yeah Re- remember this when we talked about it on the week 10 wide receiver and tight end ranks jordan reed needs to be out of our top 10 yeah, and we I will always say I'd never go for injury unless it's absolutely just like hard one. And, and he is injury yeah, prone. All right, I think that's it. That's all I got. For yeah, no. <laughs> the other, what do you think of Tyler Croft for Cincinnati tight end wise? Because I feel like he he's still around. People can still get him. He's been doing all right. He's okay. He, he might be a guy I look at just because I think there's going to be at least slight volume there. You know, he had the two for 79 um, against Jackson, against Jacksonville, Jacksonville, 79 yards to a tight end. Hey, Hunter Henry, going to do well. But there's something, there's some volume there. So if you're in a big, bad spot, you can use, you can use Croft. That's pretty much it. I, I don't recommend him very highly, but there's, I think he'll get you a, four points, maybe <laughs> at worst. <laughs> I guess that's about, hey, nice to get that. <laughs> Steal for twice the value. Right. All right, I think that's going to do it for wide receivers and tight ends. That's got one more episode this week. It's going to be our reaction to tonight's ball game: Seahawks Cardinals. 
You expecting a big game from Russell Wilson, Jeff? My guy. Uh, well, my I'm, I'm going to stop doubting him now because every week he comes out and proves me wrong. Going to be interested to see how, yeah, how the Seahawks do and interested to see if Adrian Peterson gets 40 carries. What, what do you say? Do you think uh, we should make a little wager? Do you think above or below seven <laughs> points for Wilson at half? And do you think, <laughs> and do you think uh, AP, do you think above or below? Uh, we'll give it uh, 17.5 carries. Above for both. <laughs> above for both. That's what I'm going to go with that. <laughs> yeah, I'm just... Russell Wilson, I don't care if he has one point at halftime anymore. He's going to put up a big game. So this, I'm going to be... I'll be interested in watching this one. But All right, I think that'll do it. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow.